actually go through a series from the next few Sunday nights called We Are The Church. And I want to talk about, you know what, the church and who we are as a church. And tonight I want to go through the topic of being an armor bearer tonight. Being an armor bearer for Jesus Christ. Being God's armor bearer. Because listen, this is your church. This is where God has placed this church and the community. This is your church. And this is God's church, obviously, but I want to encourage you. You know what? You make it identity. Look, this is my church. I'm going to plant myself here. I'm going to be an armor bearer in the kingdom. And I'm going to go through what an armor bearer looks like. But turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 21. I shared it with the men as well, but I believe it's so helpful uh, that, you know, it should be deposited into the congregation. So 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 21, and it reads this. So David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor bearer. Verse 22, then Saul sent to Jesse, saying, please let David stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. And so it was, whenever the spirit, was, uh, spirit from God was upon Saul, that David would take a harp and play it with his hand. Then Saul would become refreshed and well, and the distressing spirit would depart from him let's pray i'm asking tonight you help us as a church lord to understand this principle of being an armor bearer in this church in your kingdom god i'm asking lord that you'd help us to gain this understanding father god and submit our lives to the scriptures in the order that which you have placed in the kingdom in jesus name i pray amen and amen all right so let's look at tonight god's armor bearer and number one i want to touch on the spirit of an armor bearer if you're taking note you know, an armor bearer in the Old Testament days was responsible for carrying his master's shield into the battle. He had this awesome responsibility to go now and carry the weaponry, the, the making sure all this artillery and making sure, number one, the safety of his officer was kept guard. This was the armor bearer back in the Old Testament. And I want to bring it to our day and age because I believe that there is a spirit of an armor bearer that God wants to put inside every single man, especially, but also inside a woman. And we live in a world that seems to know very little about laying down one's life for another. Can you say amen? I mean, to lay down your life. We, we live in a generation where everything is about self. Take a selfie, you know, an iPad. Everything is all about me, myself, and I. And so to lay down your life for one another, it's, it's so, you know what, far-fetched from the world we live in. And so tonight I'm praying, man, we get this revelation tonight. That there is a spiritual truth about being an armor bearer is so important to the disciple. Disciple, especially you tonight, if you've called into the ministry, listen tonight, I pray you get this revelation. That you ought to lay down one's life for another. You're taking a position of humility that you're choosing now to submit and to serve. That you're choosing to take a second role position to say, you know what, God, I'm going to submit myself to the chief commanding officer. I'm going to submit and serve in this ministry. And the reason why I put this together and I shared it with the men, but I also want to share it with you tonight. The reason why I'm preaching this is for the need for men and women to step up. Come on. To step up and be involved in the church. Because we are the church. You are the church. 
And it's time that, you know what, instead of just coming along and, and getting nice and comfy in your seats, God has called us, amen, not to be spectators. God has, didn't call the Christian, hey, come follow me and just chill over there for a second. Watch what we do. No, no, no. He said, hey, pick up your cross. Follow me. It involves laying down your life. It involves laying down your preferences. Come on. It involves laying down your selfish desires and what you want to do and say, man, God, I want to serve. I want to submit myself. I'm going to serve. And yeah, I've got to have this revelation. This is my church. And I'm going to be involved and do whatever it takes. That's the spirit of an armor bearer. The word armor bearer is listed 18 times in the strong concordance. And all of the references are from the Old Testament. I was doing a study on this. The King James word for the armor bearer is translated from two Hebrew words. The first one is noso, N-A-C-A-H. And it means to lift. It means to bear up. It means to carry away. It means to give. It means... Amen. We're back on again. There is power in the name of Jesus. Can I get a witness? <laughs> Amen. So here it is. The word to, to lift. Noso means to lift, to hold up. And the second word is kolo. K-A-L-A-H. Which means to end. It means to consume and destroy. To be done with. To finish. To bring to pass. It means to bring victory. To finish and bring to end the destruction of the enemy. And from these two words, we can see the duty of the armor bearer, which is a man. Amen. I'm talking to the men tonight, which is a man standing beside his leader to assist him, to lift him up, to protect him against any enemy and to bring victory over their enemies. That's the spirit of an armor bearer right there. Say, you know what, pastor, what is it that I can do? You know what? Hey, I'm going to pray. I'm going to lift you up because this is my church and God's called you to be the leader, the, the pastor, the, the shepherd of this church. And you know what? We need men and women to be prayer warriors, to have this spirit to say, you know what, pastor, I'm going to submit under what you want to do in this church because God has given authority. And I'm going to touch on that a bit later on because I believe that when a church understands this principle, when a church understands this, I'm telling you, there are going to be a strong core within the congregation. There's going to be a strong core within each and every one of us because we're on the right page that we do want to see the kingdom fulfilled on the earth. There's a story found in Exodus chapter 17, verses 11 through to 13. And it's a story about Moses, right? It's about where they're fighting against the Amalekites. And every time Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. And whenever his hand started to get weary, the Amalekites started to defeat them. Joshua's on the battlefield and he's like fighting and he sees. And then all of a sudden, listen to this verse here. And so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands became heavy, so they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. What a picture right there. I would stop right there and say, you know what? Every pastor, every preacher needs to be under the rock, Jesus Christ. That you know what? He's, his dependence is not upon the men. His dependence is not upon the, the congregation. His dependence is upon the rock. It's on Jesus Christ. 
And I'm telling you, that's the sure foundation of every pastor, every preacher, is you know what? You need to find yourself upon, situated on the rock of Jesus Christ. That there is no other foundation that could ever hold up a man that is trying to bring victory. But I'm telling you, when a man of God decides to say, listen, God, I'm, I'm man, I need you. God, I need you to, you know what, overcome the enemy that's trying to come against this church. That I see certain things that are happening. Oh, God, sit us on the rock. And it says right there in the story, and Aaron, two men, Aaron and her, supported his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady, hallelujah, until the going down of the sun. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. I'm telling you, there is an attack on our church. There is an attack on us as the people. We are the church. We are the called out ones. And so we need armor bearers to lift up the hands who say, Pastor, come on, we need to pray. There's certain areas that we need to pray for. We need women's ministries. We need, you know what, more nursery workers. We need ushers. We need all these. Come on, we, we, we can lift you up. We can do this. We can help each other out here. And so here it is. A church needs, listen tonight, faithful men and women who will help the pastor bring victory in the battle. I remember, you know what, saying this to myself, even in the body, before I became a pastor. I'm like, you know what, pastor, where can I help to serve? And there's other men and other women as well who put their hand up, say, pastor, let me, I, I see there's a need here. Let me, let me help. And I'm telling you, he began to lift up his arms where it was wearying. And then it began to bring victory in the church. There was a stability within the core of a congregation. The church began to grow, began to move forward because there were men and women who decided to be armor bearers. A spirit of an armor bearer is seen in the Old Testament, but it's now been moved through the New Testament. Jesus spoke about this in a spiritual aspect and says in John 15, 13, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down his life for his friends. I say, you know what? I'm going to lay down my life. I'm going to lay down my life. I'm going to serve. I'm going to lay down my life for my friends. And Jesus wanted his own disciples to be armor bearers the men in the bible understood serving and submitting to another leader listen tonight there is a supernatural dimension on a disciple who is submitted to godly headship who is submitted under godly leadership there's a elisha who prayed for a double portion of elijah and it was granted there's timothy who had a wonderful ministry because he was submitted to paul and I'm telling you, you know what, you and I will never flow in the anointing. You and I will never flow in the flow of anointing until we learn to serve in Elijah. Until we learn to come under submitting under another leader to say, listen, what can I do to help? What can I do to relieve the load upon you? And I want to say, you know what, you'll never have your own ministry of divine ordination until you walk in submission to God's design of authority. And I'm going to talk about this later on tonight, but it's simple. If we are submitted to Jesus first and foremost, we can do anything. We are the church. I'm telling you what, we can overcome a lot of things if we're all in this together and say, you know what, we are in this. We're going to be armor bearers tonight. But the question we need to ask ourselves is, are we submitted to our pastor? I'm submitted to Pastor Field and his ministry. I'm submitted. He's submitted to another pastor under him. And so we all, you know what? It's not like, oh, yeah, you got to 
do this for me because if you know me, I'm not like that. I'm far from someone who's like, hey, do this for me. It's like, no, no, no. But I'm preaching this because I understand this is a principle that God needs to establish in the church. That you know what, all of a sudden it's like, you know, there's schisms in a church. There's all these things. It's like, you want man, because we need to come back to the truth that men and women need to lay down their lives. I remember, you know, Pastor Field would say for us who were called in the ministry, he'd say, listen, if you want your ministry one day, be faithful in another man's ministry. He'd tell us all the time, listen, when you go on outreaches or when you go to other churches and revivals, he would tell us, don't just go there. Have some, be prepared, ready to give in the offering. And he taught us, look, we're not just going to another baby church, but he taught us disciples that when we go to other places, we're going to give into the offering. We're going to go, we're going to clap our hands, we're going to sing because here we are. We decided that, you know what, hey, we need to be submitted first and foremost to Jesus, but we're also submitted under another man's ministry. And that's the spirit of an armor bearer. It's the spirit of Christ. And that is the heart to serve. So let's talk about, secondly, the need for armor bearers tonight. The need for armor bearers. How many of you know we got an awesome church? Can you say amen? And I believe these are still early days, but I believe now is the time for all of us, all of us, myself included, to step up. Step up the game in our walk with Jesus. Our church needs capable men and women to run ministries you know what, when, when I'm away or whatever that hate takes place, that there's other men that could rise up and do an offering. That are, there's men already here pastor. Listen, I've got a sermon ready to go. I'll preach if you're away. Go take your family. Oh, wow, praise the Lord. That you know what, they're now rising up. You know what, because it shouldn't just be one man job. It shouldn't be just one family that's already in the church doing it. There shouldn't just be one usher. There shouldn't just be one nursery worker getting slacked out there all the time and being frustrated. There should be workers available, relieving the load. We need more ushers, more nursery workers, Sunday school teachers, a song service leader. We need musicians that will say, listen, where, where can I help? I want to I lift up the hands. So we can overcome some battles. There are young men here tonight that, you know what, you could look into uh, the church and say, man, I could serve, I could be an usher, welcome and greet people in. There are women here tonight, you have a testimony that you can share on women's nights and, and share your testimony to see other women come in and get saved. I mean, think about it, the women ministry where you can begin to now put on uh, certain things and like have, I don't know what you're talking about, like, you know, hands and fingernails. It's like, oh man, and you're reaching out to the ladies on the streets. A ministry, one day maybe the government would look in and say, man, the Potter's House Church, they have this women's ministry reaching out to the lost. The men's ministry that are reaching out into the prisons who'd go in there and do certain things. Why? It's because of a local church that understood, man, there's a need in the congregation. There's a need for the church to rise up. There's a need for armor bearers tonight. And as a pastor, my job is to raise disciples. You know what? You don't just come to church and I spoon feed you. you hey, how are you going today? You okay? Pat your head. You pat on your back. Get out, go back out there. So my job is to, hey, come on now. And my job as preaching is going to challenge and begin to convict through the Holy Spirit to cause us not just to be comfortable in our Christianity, but say, oh man, that, I feel the goats. I feel these goats, these, these pricks that are causing me to push into the ministry. And I'm telling you, that's exactly what God has called men and women to do, is to serve. I need to raise up some men and women in this congregation. And Jesus 
if he had not put a portion of himself into the 12 disciples, think about this, where would we be today? What would have happened if on the day when Jesus went up to the Father, no one was there to see Jesus go, and all of a sudden, who's going to take up the ministry here on earth? Every pastor needs to ask himself, have I given myself? If I was to be taken off the scene, uh, who would take over and preach the gospel? Who would take over and be involved in the song service? My pastor would always say, what happens if I get thrown into prison for preaching the gospel? I seen just recently, Hemi showed me this clip of a, of a church. Uh, you know what, in Victoria, I don't know if you've seen it on news. And the pastor is getting locked up because of the, the, you know, they started to leave the church. And I say, man, you know what, here it is. The church is out in the fields, ready to worship God. You hear the music playing in the background. But I'm telling you, what is going to happen when, when things start to take place? Are there men ready to rise up? Are there women ready to rise up and fill certain roles? Because Jesus' ministry increased and multiplied because there were armor bearers standing with him. Ezekiel chapter 22 verse 30. So I sought for a man among them who would make a war and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it. Watch this, but I found no one. I wonder how many men here tonight that God wants to use you in this church come alongside and help out. So let's close with number three, the function of an armor bearer. And as we look at the function of an armor bearer tonight, I want us to allow the Holy Spirit to quicken to your heart, reveal to you where you failed to flow with your pastor. Make a quality decision to get rid of any trace of rebellion, strife, contention, competitiveness, and unforgiveness. And then determine in your heart and mind to faithfully serve in the place that God has put you in. But you know what? If you're going to be an usher, serve faithfully. If you're going to come on time and open up the doors on time and everybody's here, the air cons are going. If you're a Sunday school teacher, you're an example that you come ready, dressed modestly for the kids to look and see, oh, there's an example on what a godly woman looks like. Oh, there's an example of what a, a godly man looks like. He's got his tie on. And I'm not just talking about just on when you're on. I'm talking about there's times when you're not on service, that you're still being an example. You know what? You got to make a decision, man. I'm involved. I'm going to serve. I'm, gonna, I'm on the roster to clean. I'm going to clean. <laughs> I'm going to clean and it's like, get every little thing there. <laughs> so I'm just going to go through the duties of an armor bearer. Number one, and mind, please keep in mind as well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this so you can stroke my ego. This is God's principles that, that's put in place. Number one, you've got to provide strength for your leader. A true armor bearer will always display and produce an attitude of faith and peace. Listen, if you and I are to be successful in service to our pastors, because remember, I have a pastor that I'm under. You guys have a pastor. We must produce, listen, we must be able to have the joy and the victory, which is an important part of your lifestyle. Now, I'm speaking of when I used to be in the church before I was a pastor back in, the, in my church in Strathpine. And I remember my pastor being frustrated by the disciples who should be serving, should be, you know what, being here on time, should be here ready to go. But yet, you know what, they'll come up, but yet have no joy on their lives. They come to church, they, they ain't got no victory at all. Now, I remember hearing the frustrations alongside with Pastor Sean, Pastor Ash, 
alongside with Pastor Dax, hearing these things, and we said to ourselves, listen, listen, let's determine that, you know what, we're going to be a blessing to our pastor rather than be a burden. There were men who were like very talented, very gifted with the ability to preach and communicate, but they had a really struggle, real problem with submitting. Heart was funky. Their heart was like, you know what, twisted. So, you know, there's, oh yeah, I can do better things. And, and yet unwilling to be a blessing. You see, you have men who are low maintenance and high blessing. And I said this because as a pastor, we, you know what, you got to take care. You got to make sure you're, you're following up on certain people. You, you got to carry the sheep at times. You got to lead them to greener pastures. And you know what, there's, there's got to be a time when men would be able to lighten the load. There's got to be a time where say, you know what, how can I help here? I remember us, I said, we, we said, let's give our pastor rest in mind and the body. By demonstrating that our faith is strong, that we have the joy. So that our pastor can attend to other needs in the church. And I'm telling you, you have to provide strength for your leader. This comes through a personal lifestyle of prayer. That you know what, you get up in the morning and you have a devotion. You have, you know what, a heart that says, God, I'm going to seek you in the morning. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all things shall be added. Matthew 6.33. That now you have dominion. You've got personal authority in your life and in your home. That you don't just come to church and you've got, you know what, and yeah, there's going to be trials and, and troubles that you go through. But it's only a season, but you're able to get through life. You're able to say, what can I do? I'm an armor bearer here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand my ground. I'm going to be in position. Don't come to church and you should be on, uh, you know what, nursery and say, you know, you've got an attitude. Number two, having a deep, uh, deep down sense of respect for our leaders. Again, this is for me as well. I'm submitted to my pastor. But listen, there must be an acceptance for and tolerance for your leader's personality and his way of doing things. I remember when my pastor Phil, he took over the church. I did not like him one bit. <laughs> I'm like, man, he's a Aussie dude with, you know, he, he comes from the country. Yeah, like country boy. <laughs> and I was like, man, you know, street kid. Uh, and we just didn't gel, just, just didn't gel at all. I got a revelation, man. God made us all different. <laughs> God made us all different, man. And 50%, at least 50% of the time, pastors are going to do, different, do things differently to yours. But that shouldn't be the cause of a problem. I discovered a secret. If the end result of my pastor's plan is to build and extend the kingdom of God, I'm going to flow with it. If, that's, you know, if my pastor's vision is to win souls for Jesus, I'm going to flow with that plan. Our goal is the same. The method might be different. But you see, the method doesn't matter as long as the goal is reached. Are you willing to respect your leader's decision? <coughs> Number three, we must walk in agreement with and submission to our leader. Now, this is very important that you need to understand. In order to be an armor bearer, a disciple must have Romans chapter 13 verses 1 through to 2, settled in his heart. This is important. Romans 13, let this be, uh, you know what, an anchor for your soul. Listen to what it says. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist 
will bring judgment on themselves. I've heard people make the comment all the time, we don't serve pastor, we don't serve man, we serve God. Listen, I want to tell you, that's flat out a rebellion statement. And you'll hear people say all the time, you know what, oh, yeah, the Potter's House Church, you know what, oh, they, it's all about serving man. But missing the scriptures on how, you know what, God had set in place, pastors and leaders, evangelists, all in place, bringing this authority in, in the Romans 13. And how can a man or a woman be submitted to God if he or she refuses to submit to God's delegate authority? You know, we obey not the individual himself, but God's authority in him. Can you say amen? amen? David understood this. Touch not the Lord's anointed, even when he was being wronged. He was, he was like, man, this is, this is God's authority here. This is God's, you know, a design that's at place. And rebellion is the principle on how the devil and his kingdom operates. Listen to this. It's sad to think that we Christians can preach the gospel with our lips but go right on living by a satanic principle in our everyday lives. It's like, man, you know what? Oh, that church, that, that pastor there, you know, is a, all the people there, they just serve, man. It's like, no, 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 did you read the Bible? I didn't make this up. We didn't, we didn't put this in place. Oh, you got to serve, man. It's like, man, that's weird. Who does that? That's, I'm telling you what, that's what the Bible teaches. It's like, you know what? Be careful for these false teachers. You know, who serve and, and, and they do these things to try and get people. I say, that's not what we're about. We want people to come in and get saved. We want people to rise up and fulfill their God-given destiny. But it's, it's when other so-called Christians who come against Scripture and try to, you know, dabble and say, oh, you shouldn't be just submitting to it, man. You should. No, listen, it's what the Bible says. The Apostle Paul teaches us in 1 Peter 5.5. 5, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourself to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. Again, there's a spirit right there. For God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. This is God's word. He has the higher authority. Number four, you got to su support your leader, support your pastor. See, every pastor needs a group of faith-filled men and women who are ready to support him. The word supporter means one who upholds, sustains, comforter, a maintainer, and defender. Now, let me say this. We pastors are human just like everyone else. You know, we get hurt. We make mistakes. We get frustrated. We get bothered. Many times face discouragement and disappointments. And I'm telling you how much that I pray for is, God, you raise up an armor bearer. You know what? You raise up armor bearers that their job is to uphold, sustain, maintain, defend our leader. I've, I've been in church for quite a bit now. And I've, I've had brothers, I mean brothers who've grown up and I've lived with in houses. With, and they're no longer in the church. Backslidden, some of them divorced to this day. Because they were like, oh, what about me? Oh, you know what? Oh, my hurts, my wounds. Oh, I don't want to serve under a pastor. I don't want to serve under this, you know. And I remember challenging. I remember my pastor challenging us men. Listen, you got to lay down your life for Jesus. You got to deny yourself, follow Christ. You got to submit under God's divine delegated authority. Because these men didn't su uh, support, didn't submit, they responded in rebellion. And I'm telling you what, they missed out on the destiny missing out on what God had planned for them. 
because they wanted to do their own things. You know, again, it's time for us to lay down our lives for someone else. Put our trust in God's care to take care of our hurts, our frustration. And I'll tell you what, you'll never make any real progress towards leadership until you have first mastered the art of supporting your pastor. I'm an extension of Pastor Field's leadership. This church is an extension of my leadership that God has put in place. And I want to encourage us. This is God's church. This is not my church here that I'm, I'm in control. This is God's church. And the church needs armor bearers that will help with and serve with the right spirit. You might be here tonight and say, oh, what about my life? What about you know, my family, my kids? What about all this? I, I can testify. I have three kids. <laughs> and uh, I'm telling you how many times God has amazingly, miraculously provided for us when we decided to submit and serve. I remember we, we, God called us and said, oh, listen, there's a church in, in Kabulcha. Will you be able to take over and, and help serve us? We'll do it. We'll serve. And, you know, it's like, the, the natural thought, my wife, what about our job? What about kids schooling? You know, a, a rough area, but you know what? God made a way, gave us incredibly favor with the school, gave us incredible favor with jobs. And then we come and we, we move to another area of being lead. God called us and I was like, you know what, God, you, you know, you've taken care of us then, you can take care of us now. But I tell you what, because we have this full assurance that, you know what, we're on the rock. And we got people that is able to now submit and to serve. And I believe that, you know what, a church that is able to move forward is where disciples are raised up, ready to lighten the load, to take on another burden. And you know what, our church here in Beanley, I believe there's a spirit here because Pastor Dax, he's the man. <laughs> and you know what, he's, he's left a legacy in this congregation of evangelism. He's left in this church right now a spirit of a missionary sense. I feel, man, I feel like God's going to raise up missionaries here that is going to be sent out. And I, I'm so glad that Pastor, Fee, uh, Pastor Dax is in Bougainville because I believe that what was left here is going to remain. And I believe God's going to raise up more disciples to send them out in the world and start their own churches. But you got to learn this art to say, you know what, I'm going to submit myself. Where can I serve? We are the church. This is my church. And God's put in place authority. I'm going to serve. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed tonight. Will you be an armor bearer? Will you lay down your life? You know, these last couple of weeks, I've just been praying, you know, and, and you've heard me say over the pulpit, even when it comes to the offering, how the offerings dipped in, in finances. Like, you know what? Hey, that's, that's part of life and ministry. But I'm telling you, you know what? The church is, is you know, functioning forward because of faithful men and women. But I want to say, this is your church. That you continue to be faithful and you continue to give. You continue to support this work. Because this is God's church. And I'm praying, God, help me not get in the way of what you've started. Help me to be a blessing. And you know, my job, man, I, I, I don't want any recognition at all. I don't want anything at all. You know me by now. You, you know, I'm, I'm not about that. I want other men and women raised up. I want to give them the opportunity to, be, to make them successful. I don't want to be on the front line, just, you know what, just myself. Where, where's everyone else? Where's, where's, they said they're going to be here. Oh. Man, come on, we need armor bearers tonight. Armor bearers, more ushers. There are men here tonight. You know what? Stop being lazy. Just rise up. 
rise up, come on, step up, pastor, come, come, come in your, your tie, come, come ready, ladies here tonight, come, come ready, what, what can I do, what can I do to, to serve, sister Pauline, sister Susan, Rachel, always asking me, pastor, I was like, man, bless you sisters, Thank you. There's, you know, Lita there, just faithfully serving, just humble servants. And it's like, man, God bless. There's, there's people here ready that have that, that spirit of an armor bearer. There's Sister Anna Welch just sitting at the back there. Just, faith, what, hey, listen, you need to take a break. You need to make sure. I was like, oh, man, that's an armor bearer right there. There's a Dave and Jazz pastor. Hey, what can we do? How, what can we do? Like, man, God bless you. Spirit of armor bearers. So many people are mentioned by name, but you know what? Maybe they're here tonight. I'm telling you, you feel God pulling upon your heart. Saying, hey, listen, tonight's the night. I'm going to step up. I'm going to get involved. I want to be an armor bearer. I'm going to serve in this church because this is my church. Amen. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Tonight, I want to give an invitation just like we do every service. You're here tonight and you're not saved. You're not right with God. Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life you're here tonight you know you're not saved I want to ask you the question where would you spend eternity if you were to die tonight it's either heaven or it's hell God is speaking to you tonight to make a decision are you saved are you born again have you been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ? Have you been forgiven of your sins? Tonight is the night for you to repent, turn from your sins, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If that's you, you want to make a commitment tonight to, to lay down your life. If that's you, won't you raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. You're not saved. Your heart's not right with God, but you feel God pulling upon your heart to say, yep, that's me. You want to get saved. You want to give your life to Jesus. Lift it up. Lift it up. No one looking around. Lift up your hand. I count it a privilege to pray with you. Maybe you're backslidden. You once had a walk with Christ, but you've gone back into your old ways. If that's you, lift it up tonight. Lift up your hand. Say, yes, that's me. I'm backslidden. I'm away from God. I'm not saved. Lift it up tonight. God bless you. Hallelujah. Turning to the church. Church, it's, 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 it's a call tonight. It's a call for laborers. Send out laborers, Jesus is saying, into the Lord's harvest but the labor is a few. There's always a call, but are you willing to lay down your life? Are you willing to pay the price to be a disciple? Amen. These altars are open. Maybe God's spoken to you about being an armor bearer. You come out of your seat. Come out of your seat to find a place at this altar and say, you know what, God, I'm going to step up. I'm gonna, there's, there's areas that, I'm, you know what, that I haven't been flowing with, with my pastor. You come, you lay down at the altar. Say, you know what, I'm going to get involved. Some of you, you were here from day one. You got saved and you're like, man, this is where I'm going to be serving. But somehow you've been directed off course. You come back, come back. So you know what? This is my church. You know, it started in Eagleby. This is my church. God, you placed this church here. I'm going to serve faithfully in this congregation. I want to say what a wonderful privilege it is to be the pastor of this congregation. I'm truly and utterly blessed. Me and my family being in this church. There are faithful men and women just week in, week out, faithfully serve. You know who you are. You come to church faithfully. You, you're here before everyone else. Turn on all the lights. You, you're, here. you're faithful. You come, you serve. Thank you. Lord, I pray raise up more men that would relieve the load. I pray, God, that you'd 
call men who are called into the ministry. God, to Lord God, you've called them to be preachers. You've called them to be pastors, God. I pray you raise them up. God, I pray for men and women in this congregation. I pray that you'd use them, Lord God. Use them for your glory, God, that they may be vessels in the potter's hand. God, that they would be moldable, shapeable, God. Lord, I'm asking, Lord Jesus, right now, let there be a spirit on this congregation of armor bearers. Lord God, I pray that hearts of men and women would realize the need for this congregation to have armor bearers and laborers and servants. Lord God, in your kingdom, Lord God. Lord, for you've placed, Lord God, this authority. You've placed, Lord God, your delegated authority. Not for men to abuse the power. Lord, you will judge them. But God, I pray you help us to live according to the Bible, that we would have a strong core of people, men and women. Lord, we know it's not about the numbers. It's not about quantity. It's about the quality. I pray raise up quality disciples tonight. Come on church, pray tonight. Pray for your church. Come on, pray for laborers. Pray for men and women to rise up. Come on, pray that men and women be planted in this church. Oh, Lord God, I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, for your spirit that's even at work here tonight. Lord, I pray, Father God, that you continue, Lord, to build this church, God. You continue, Lord God, to pour out your spirit in this place. Your church, God. Lord, indeed, the gates of hell shall not prevail. Lord God, have your way, Father God. I pray, Father God, that you pour out your spirit upon this congregation, God. I thank you, Lord God, for the armor bearers already. Lord, I thank you for the families, Lord, that are here. I thank you, Lord God, for those who are serving diligently, God. Lord, I pray you relieve some of the stress upon those who are already involved in the church. Oh, Lord God, have your way, have your way, Jesus. Keep praying, church, keep praying. Come on, we're praying for laborers. Lord, we're praying for more missionaries. Lord, we're praying for pastors. We're praying, Father God, for, Lord, more, Lord God, laborers in your kingdom, Lord. Lord God, we're living in the last days. You are coming back, Lord God. Lord, you are coming back quickly, Father God, like a thief in the night. Lord, let us be awakened to the truth, the principles. God, in this word tonight in which you have spoken, God, of being armor bearers. Oh, Lord God, help us, Lord Jesus, that we would lay down our lives, God, to serve. Lord, that we would lay down our lives, oh, Lord God, to continue in the faith. Lord, to be diligent, Lord God. Be diligent in this, Lord, not lacking in diligence. Serving the Lord. Hallelujah. Right now, Lord God, raise up disciples. Raise up. Oh, I pray, God, for disciples, Lord, to, to maintain dominion in their lives, God. Lord, I pray, Father God, that men and women would have the joy, the strength of joy in their lives, Lord God. Not dependent on a pastor, but dependent on you, Jesus. That they have their own relationship with you, God. I pray strength in the marriage. Strength. Lord God, that, that 
We're not running around trying to put nails and things everywhere. They're stable, Lord God. Indeed, the houses are built upon the rock. Lord God, and when the flood came, when the winds beat on their houses, it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. I pray, God, that every every life be founded on the rock, be built upon the rock, God. May our ministries be built upon the rock, Jesus. I pray, raise up Aaron and hers. Raise up men, Lord God, who are willing to come into the struggle. God, shake up our nation. God, that we can win the battle in Lee Lee, that we can win the battle, Lord God, in Jesus, we worship you, Lord God. Oh, we praise your name, Lord God. We praise your name, Jesus.